this week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Fulfillment. Tuxedo Dinners. Playing the old didgeridoo. Enter if you dare. To transmissions from the dark side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology, Tales from the Dark Side, and reporting it back to you. We've watched every episode of Tales from the Dark Side, so it's time for the bonus episodes. I am Matt Noss. With me is Matt Rose. We are still absent one Jen Hansen, who is still recovering from uh, from a concussion from a sore from noggin a, yeah from a bang on the noggin the old nagaroo what happened <laughs> at the beginning of the episode you were laughing there i was laughing i was laughing because as soon as i heard you say you know welcome to transmissions it was like are we going to be able to get through the whole thing this time oh i'm hoping i'm, I'm hoping that we can but i don't I, hold out much hope i well i i think i can carry us i think i can i think so I think we'll be good. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. What we do here is we review and talk about anthology horror, and in particular, a show called Tales from the Dark Side. Um, Well, for for another episode after this. For another episode after this, (laughs) before we take the plunge into a couple movies, and then into the seminal 80s series, Monsters. Um, so you have caught us in a weird transition, but fear not, the format of the show hasn't changed too much. Today's episode was called Akbar's Daughter, and boy oh boy. It was definitely an episode. Of television. Um, if you don't know what anthology horror is, it is truly episodic television that every episode is different. And that's it. It's like Black Mirror without a budget. It is customary around these parts that based on title alone, we guess what these episodes are about, and today is no exception. Today is no exception, Matt. We are American heroes. I mean, you know, I I don't like to brag. Or boast. Or boast. But at the same time... I like to put peanut butter on buttered toast. (laughs) I don't know if that's a rap line, but it is. It should should be. The Sugar Hill Gang's food album. (laughs) I don't like to brag, don't like to boast, but I like peanut butter on butter toast. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie. It is delicious. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Have you seen that picture where it's Mike Pence, like, with his arms out? And it says that look when you're excited about... The corn's being soggy, the peas are mushed, and the chicken tastes like wood. <laughs> oh, man. So That's Rapper's Delight, right? That is Rapper's yeah, Delight. Okay. All right. Uh, would you like to go first, I Annie? will go first. All right. Akbar's daughter. After Jeff, his husband, passes away in a freak car accident, Akbar gets a call from his college girlfriend. After 20 years, she has decided to tell him of the product of their drunken mistaken union. But if he wants to meet her, he must kill the governor by the next full moon or lose her to the mysterious cult of Bongo. Ooh, okay. Cult of Bongo? 
Akbar and Jeff that was a Life oh, in Hell reference. Shit. <laughs> All right, here we go. Go. Akbar's daughter. Jerry Akbar has a daughter. And she is the incarnate of evil. The only way to break her curse is to have her married before her 21st birthday. All of a sudden, the episode collapses under its own misogyny to reveal a wolfman? <laughs> oh, I like yours much better than mine. I finally got a wolfman. You got in. a wolfman. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, none of these guesses were correct, but both were actually better. Uh, Matt, give us the sweet deets. Sweet deets. Um, so this episode, as we mentioned previously, was not technically part of um tales from the dark side there isn't a ton of information out there um that we could find i know that sean had mentioned in a couple of the books sean clorn sean clorn friend of the show super fan new dad um the fellow new dad uh that there was (laughs) cupcake enthusiast cupcake enthusiast uh (laughs) that there was a kind of desire from the production company of Tales from the Dark Side to get out from under George R. Romero. George A. Sure. George R. R. Martin <laughs> Romero. <laughs> How long have we been doing this show? Oh, just put me in a box. That's okay. <laughs> Time to put Maddie so. away. <laughs> but there was a desire because the, produ- the production house and the producers we're doing all the work. All it was was a Romero cosign. Yeah, yeah, that was that was primarily what it was. And and Romero was not exactly kind to the show uh, when people asked him about it. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit more once we move to monsters. But uh, yeah, so this one I think was actually Night Rose Colon Akbar's daughter. Well, so I don't out. know if you know I don't know if Night Rose was supposed to be the um the working title or working the title, title or what the, um, um I mean they started it like an episode of fucking Night Gallery but we'll get into, <laughs> we'll get into that later That's so true Uh so the summary for this episode is a businessman falls for a client's daughter who seems icy by day passionate by night Ooh which is actually pretty close to the episode for a change <coughs> Playing better, playing Dean Betterman was Christopher Atkins. Uh, you probably know him from Blue Lagoon. Um, he was in a ton of garbage yep. and uh, some TV. I think he was in like one of the CSIs with Ted Danson. I don't know. <laughs> uh, playing Kara was Roya Men. I don't know. May not. I don't. I'd, it's got a G in there, and I don't know if it's silent or not. Doesn't matter. Uh, she was in Loving, Quantum Leap, MacGyver, uh, a Tales from the Crypt episode, and uh, Silk Stockings. Didn't have a whole mod, a whole lot outside of uh, like eighties and early nineties TV. Playing Akbar was Ed Satrakian. Um, you may know the last name Satrakian from the, uh, the Strain. Oh man, <laughs> that was Abraham Satrakian was the main character. Uh, he actually had um, quite a, a, a pretty good list of movies under his belt. One of which was Zodiac. Um, and Three Days of the Condor, uh, he was also on TV shows like Person of Interest. Um, his this is this is the thing about um, Ed Satrakian that's most interesting though. His daughter was Madonna's college roommate. Really? Yes. Wow. 
Yeah, nuts. Uh, I threw in, <laughs> I threw in uh, the bodyguard Najeev, uh, who was played by Henry Judd Baker. He had a very, I think he had one line in the whole episode. But one of the movies on his list was Money Pit, and I was like, oh, Matt should know that. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, he was also in uh, Clean and Sober, Mighty Quinn, and a couple other movies. Uh, the movie was written and directed by John Harrison. Uh, you would know John Harrison from other episodes of Tales from the Dark Side. He also directed the tar- uh, Tales from the Dark Side movie. Uh, Book of Blood, Dinosaur, Dune, um, other things, but you know him from this show. <laughs> uh, and um, one part of note uh, is that this story bears quite a resemblance to the Roald Dahl story, The Visitor, which is something um, very similar where a man has designs on his client's wife and daughter, and he ends up sleeping with them and they have leprosy. <laughs> Interesting. So, spoiler alerts. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, everybody, but if you don't have the the DVDs, you can't watch it anyway. So, um, whatever. Know, the other thing that it reminded me of is every f- salesman at the farmer's house joke. Oh well, this this will come up again in Monsters well, with I the abs- Soupy Sales episode. I absolutely yeah. know the Soupy Sales episode. Yeah, because is- that's that's exactly what I was thinking when this started, and they introduced the daughter. I was like, oh. Here we go. They gonna fuck. <laughs> yeah, three holes. Um, <laughs> you know what doesn't have the one? Goddamn. <laughs> All right, take two, Betty. You got it, buddy. You know what doesn't have three holes? <laughs> I, Jen does it so much better than I do. <sighs> You know what, fellas? Man lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality. But there is, unseen unseen by by most, an underworld. A place that's just as real, but not as brightly lit. It's a dark side. A real dark side. (laughs) The painting of the dark side paintings scrolls yeah paintings darkness? kind of float around in so yes. space so uh, it's Ak- weird akbar daughter akbar's daughter or akbar daughter <laughs> general akbar from star wars <laughs> it's a trap it's a trap <gasps> it's a trap <laughs> this episode is a trap uh. <laughs> The Death Star is fully operational? We, we have officially gone off the goddamn rails. <laughs> that bitch has leprosy? <laughs> it's a trap! <coughs> mm, you, <coughs> you got your hand stuck in the honeypot, Pooh Bear. <laughs> you ain't coming out of this one alive. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay, the... The intro to the show is not your standard Tales from the Dark Side It seemed... Yeah, it seemed like a late 80s reimagining of the intro to Night Gallery, but not scary. Right, because in every picture frame, there were stills and or live action moments from the episode. From the episode. Which, I mean, I, I don't mind... But it wasn't as terrifying as the beginning of Night Gallery to a you know a eight year old kid. Yeah. That 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 intro was just terrifying for Night Gallery, not for this. So they're scrolling by, and it's everything that we're about to cover. So it's not worth covering much no, longer. Not not really. Uh, so a man and a woman are going over papers. Um, there is an old, uh, older. I would say like probably later fifties. Um, Arab man Akbar, 
uh, he is talking to his, I don't know, accountant. Yeah, well, they, I they, called they, this they, section of the episode "Sexy Eyes and Feathered Hair." Um, <laughs> Bitterman, the hotshot attorney, businessman, attaché, whatever they called him. How um, old did you think he was in this episode? Right, twenties. Like 20s his character he looks 16 he yeah he does not look he does not look old like a little all. baby yeah and he's supposed to be i'm not sure that he has shaved first like officially you know it, yeah he hasn't cut a hair out of his head yeah <laughs> he is supposed to be like Gordon Gecko. Yeah, he's supposed meet, to be this hot shot know-it-all meets the entire legal staff from um oj simpson's yeah you know. yeah he's he's supposed to be this wonderkind and i'm just not buying it <laughs> and uh so akbar is is saying like hey look you know i want to get to know the person who is gonna I'm have giving, a quarter of a billion no, dollars one billion he's he's investing one billion with him Oh, I thought it was a quarter of a billion. I, I, I mean, I wrote down a billion. I mean, this I'm is never where wrong, we should Matt. both get stuck. Yes. <laughs> You're right. I I think that we should rewatch the episode. All right. Well, we'll be back in 22 <laughs> minutes. Uh, you know what? Uh, we can't. No. Uh, so um, as he's talking to Bitterman, um, he's asking him the kind of things that he likes. And he gives the weirdest two things I've ever heard in combination. Like, I, I think that... Cajun food, in of itself, okay. I think that Yves Saint Laurent is okay if that's the kind of stuff you like. But combining the two seems like folly to me. I like uh, potato pancakes and zip lines. <laughs> what? That's a weird combination. During this, during this kind of interrogation, during now, you would think that Akbar would have already done. All of this, you would have, you would have thought that, but you would be wrong. You would be gravely mistaken yeah. <laughs> to find it's out. It's a wonder this guy has not been swindled. Out. You know what? Actually, we don't know. Maybe this guy is really, really good with money. And he just keeps getting swindled out of billions of dollars. Well, we here's don't know. the weird part. He picks up a picture of Bitterman's <laughs> wife and child, and he goes, "Ah, children, yes, happy." Dead silence. silence. Cold, dead silence. I mean, to be fair, when you look in Bitterman's eyes, all you hear is like Nazis marching and people screaming. So, yeah. And the words, take it, take it, <laughs> being said over and over again. Uh, he's a real piece of shit. He's a, he's a garbage man. Yeah. Um, during During this part... Akbar goes, you need to tell me something about you. And he goes, I sleep in the raw. <laughs> Can we also talk about Akbar's accent? Because I was like, what is going on? I, I, I wrote old Arab slash Russian because I don't think he knew either. <laughs> Take I think he was Salah like because like the guy I think was from like New Jersey. I think he was like Akbar. Is that a is that a Russian? Is that an Arab? I don't know. Uh, we'll figure yeah, it out yeah. while we're filming. It, <laughs> John it, Harrison will tell me. Right. John, John Harrison does not know. He's, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Um, have you seen Indiana Jones and the character Sala? 
That's who I'm going for. The one played by the Welsh guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah do that. 100% do what the Welsh guy does. <laughs> and my ex. <laughs> well, um, he says my, uh, his, his receptionist, who has beautiful feathered hair, leaves. And then you hear... So I wasn't sure if that was his wife or his... Right. I, I, yeah. Well, we find out. We that find out in a minute or two. Yeah. In another minute or two, that is just another punch board for old Bitterman. <laughs> yes. Uh, so his, I guess that is his assistant slash mistress, leaves the room for a moment, goes out into the hallway. Only to scream. And yeah, I just wrote woman oofs. <laughs> because, Oof. Oof. yeah, you just heard this. It wasn't quite a scream. It was more like a woman dropped something and she thought she dropped it on her foot, but then didn't drop it on her foot. Oh, I'm okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then the door opens and in comes Kara, the daughter. Um, (laughs) See, for a moment, I thought her name was Kala, not Kara. But basically her name becomes Kara during this episode. Yeah, th- th- this is this is another uh, Tales name drop, where the first couple times you hear it, you're like, wait, what did they say? I think they said this. And then five minutes later, it's like, that can't be what they said. Let's rewind. Eh, no, matter. let's really not. Let's never watch this again. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> it's Kara and her bodyguard, Najeev. Now, the moment Kara shows up, they lay in. On the pan flute. Oh, on the, I wrote on the Casio DX7. I wrote Robot Zamphir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh man, they really lay into that that Zamphir pan flute music. It is it is a thing. It is hardcore. They she leaves in a huff. They only introduce her to introduce her, and then she's gone. She does nothing. I think. Yeah, I think she was just like, hey, I'm his daughter, and now I'm leaving. He goes, uh, she goes, we're here, we've come to pick you up. Oh, that's what it was. I'm sorry, you're right. And then he's like, "Eh, okay. When she leaves, Akbar is talking to to Bitterman, and he goes, I'm paraphrasing, I hear you're quite the coxman. Well, so, hold on. (laughs) Bitterman looks at... At Akbar and goes stunning, <laughs> like nothing. I, and I mean, I know that your daughter is is not even a year old yet, right. but I can imagine in seventeen years, if someone came up to you and was like, "Dude, your daughter is hot. Hook me up." You would not even think twice about punching that guy in the face. I, I mean. It, Bitterman might as well have been laying plastic on the floor <laughs> to slash Akbar's throat. Because yeah. he is a sociopath. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he had the Huey Lewis tape in his hands exactly. ready to go. Oh, uh, could you help me just get this under? Uh, can you just stand on this? Thanks. 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 <laughs> <laughs> So really, and this was the point that I wrote down. Don't put your dick in this hole. 
And I just wrote dude's a horn dog and underlined it a couple times because he, he Akbar says something along the lines the of pra- his prowess. Yeah, your reputation precedes you. You have a legendary prowess. You yeah, where it was just like wing. God damn. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty nuts, man. So I think this is when Akbar leaves. Akbar leaves, and, and the receptionist comes, back, comes in, back in. And this is where we find out 100% that she is not his wife. Yeah, because Because she's... they start really going at it. And that is when we see the box Yeah, that has a, a black flower on it. Well, she goes, so I booked us a trip, the trip to Morocco. Sorry, baby, I'm flying solo. Going solo bolo. (laughs) And that is when we see the card that was with the box. It was a box. It was a flower box with a note on it. Yes. And, oh, man, I love this note. I love the fact that they hired someone to to do the calligraphy on this note without ever spell checking it. Right. There was no spell checking. The typesetting... They were like, are you guys sure? Yeah, and, I, no, yeah okay. Just get it, right. it. We're shooting today. Yeah. Like, All we're right. not even going to wait for the ink to dry. Just get this shit done. So go ahead, Maddie. To him who hungers, just and deserving fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I like you, and it was great because you paused it on that because you had to go upstairs to help Catherine with, with Rosemary. And so I just had the picture of this card and i took a picture <laughs> and i i texted jen hansen and i included the picture and i because i'm an old person i included the picture in my text message uh and i said i hope that your sleep is full falling <laughs> <laughs> uh the the his secretary basically goes well you sure are sleeping with a classy lady <laughs> Basically, Don't, what is you're the person you're having an affair with is is classier than me, right? Uh, and then she says, "Don't choke on all that fulfillment or fulfillment." Um, and then he opens the box. She leaves. He opens the box and he pricks his finger on the black rose. Blood drop. Blood drop. Blood drop. Act break. Act break. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Their wooden ship burns at sea and two children are left to survive alone, lost forever in a tropical paradise. But on one side of this island, they discover a dangerous mystery, dark, sinister. On the other side, they discover desire. Columbia Pictures presents Brooke Shields and introducing Christopher Atkins in The Blue Lagoon. Now playing at Canadian Odeon and other selected theaters near you. (laughs) Canadian Odeon? Um, so one thing I want to point out is that they were not alone when they went to the island. They were with like an older guy that was, I don't know, the ship captain or something. And then he just ended up dying. So that trailer is full of lies. Anyway. Does anybody remember that ship captain? I sure don't. Well, if you watch the trailer, you would. But anyway. And we're back. Woo! Woo! Welcome to Exotic... Morocco, Morocco, or a soundstage with a patio, <laughs> pillars, fancy statues, clay, <laughs> sure, a water feature, 
So uh, Bitterman um, walks in and says something along the lines of like, wow, nice place. And that's when Akbar, Akbar, who speaks perfect English, says, oh, what is that American expression? A place to hang my hat? Yes. You know what it is, dude. Come on. <laughs> you live in America, you dunce. <sighs> anyway. Um, <laughs> All right. Off in the distance. They they talk, and it's they, kind of business, yeah, business, business, business. Yeah. There really is nothing to it, because off in the distance, we see Kara. You mean I Dream of Genie? You mean Designer <laughs> Drapes by the Bim Sala Bim Collection? <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I meant. What is this? Outfit? Oh my god. I I really I this is where I would love to hear Jen Hansen's opinion. I mean, I would love to hear her opinion through the whole thing, but this specifically This outfit is satiny, billowy, tooly. But still but still totally Shapeless. showing full well, but yeah, it's it's so weird, but also showing full midriff. Full mid like it 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 is just under the boobs right to just above the crotch, but somehow manages to com- be be completely formless and completely unflattering. Yeah, I and I mean this this woman was a nice looking woman. Yeah, very attractive. But this outfit was not helping her at all. No. So I was I was watching this part and I was going, ah, here we go. Now. He gets shown his room by Akbar, but and Akbar tells him ap- or hors d'oeuvres are at six thirty, or no seven thirty, dinners at eight. So I don't do whatever remember him until- saying it's a black tie affair. Neither do I. I also don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember Bitterman having a bag with a tuxedo in it. But, but you know, maybe maybe Najib like picked up all his luggage at the airport for him. I don't know. Well, he gets into his room, and he does what everybody does the moment they walk into a room. Change into a tuxedo? Strips down completely. (laughs) (sighs) He changes into a tuxedo, and this is where he catches Kara outside in her evening gown. Yes. And he has a kind of cat and mouse... See, I wrote at this point, is this sexy dialogue? How dialogue? This is very much like, it was funny that I wrote misogyny in yeah. in the uh, guess for myself because I, I just knew it. And uh, Well, of course. Akbar's <laughs> daughter. It had daughter in the title. Exactly. And um, here's, it is a guy who's only watched James Bond films be reenacted by one of his friends idea of cat and mouse sexy Sexy repartee yeah it it was i don't want to say confusing but it definitely didn't lead anywhere it was entirely confusing they're talking and he's like hey i don't want to get off to the wrong foot she's like he says something along those lines like Hey, I'm going to be here for a minute. Maybe we should play a game. Wolves eat their young. <laughs> You're like, what? She goes, fox and hounds. Well, she, she does that at dinner. I just That was the only thing I could think of. She just says some non-fucking sequitur where it's like, 
what? And then he just keeps going in a completely different direction. It was like there was like a 10-minute conversation that they trimmed down to 10 sentences that if made no sense together. If you would have put a pulsing club beat underneath this and added a little bit of a slur to both of their voices, it's every club in America <laughs> at one fifteen. <laughs> sounds sad when we play a game. Like fox and hounds. <laughs> sure. Who's a fox and a hound? I don't like to put labels on things. <laughs> so you know, that makes it confusing. <laughs> okay, Charles Mansion. Let's, let's me, move. Charles Mansion. I'm 15 years old. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean that's the dialogue. She's like, it, it is, it is bananas. Their dialogue is bananas. And then it goes to what I thought would have a lot more people for a black tie affair. Yeah, three people, <laughs> three, 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 people three people, and a manservant who is not eating. If this manservant does not see you in a black tie at this table, oh, he's going to kill you. He he's, will murk you yeah, now. You will be beheaded. Um. So Akbar's talking about predators and prey. And he is not taking the time to chew his food. He is stuffing his maw full of like roast meat. Well, and he knows that every time that that video camera stops, the crew comes over to take stuff off of his plate because they're starving. Because <laughs> they only had budget for one plate of, or three plates of food. <laughs> and Akbar's the oldest person on set, and he knows how this works. <laughs> hey, you gonna eat that ravioli? <laughs> so yeah, they they go back and forth about uh, predators, and then that's when Kara says, "Every predator is someone else's prey." And then uh, my man Bitterman goes, "You want to come again with that? <laughs> you want to hit the rewind button?" <laughs> and she gets up and she leaves. And Akbar basically says, like, ah, I don't know. She hates men. <laughs> Look, here's the deal. I set her up for an arranged marriage, and the guy stiffed her. Well, he literally stiffed her. They had sex, and then he left. Because <laughs> she was a harlot. And then uh, I, I... Well, no, he treated her like a harlot. And so that's why she hates men now. Uh, so I had him killed, and I served his uh, liver to uh, somebody who wanted it, a beggar on the street. Yes, a hungry beggar, I think is what he said. And so then um, I think that's basically dinner, and he's walking back to his room, and I think that's when he encounters um, Shadow Kara. Well, interesting, because I wrote down hatred of all men and nip slips. <laughs> We're not there yet. We are there. Well, we're almost. Oh, shit. The nip slip becomes before she tries to seduce yes, him. Yes, you're right. I wrote, you wrote, Um, what was it again? Uh, Hatred of all men and nip slips. And I wrote that a goddamn titty, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> because we we had to rewind it because we both looked at each other like, wait, what? Was it we as 41-year-old men? I had to slow motion rewind an episode of Tales from the Dark Side to make sure we saw what we thought we saw. And we did, and then we masturbated together like the <laughs> Beatles did. <laughs> I play drums. You never let me in your circle. You know, like old drums do. <laughs> Just whacking it in front of each other. 
do whack it do whack it do old porn jokes so i can't believe that this was meant for not in cable tv the, i can't way... either but even even it being cable tv the most that i ever saw was side boob well, and not I'm thinking like, that they're going for like HBO. Like they were like, hey, oh, this would have never or made Showtime. It HBO. Maybe a Showtime late. Like it would be. This beca- was really before a lot of those channels had their own programming. Became, HBO be- did their own programming in the 80s. You know, but- it would be this episode and then Picasso Trigger. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Picasso Trigger. Oh, if you, are not, if you are not familiar with that movie. That's you were, okay. You were not a horned up boy in the <laughs> in the 80s early. And 90s. Well, you yeah, you weren't a horned up boy in the late eighties and early nineties before porn porn was like widely available to everybody. I sneezed the other day and I saw DP. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, we're ruined. We're yeah, ruined. We're ruined. Um, <laughs> so we see who we think is Kara do kind of like a gauzy. Dr- silky drop stand up we we catch the nip and then bitterman's in the hallway and she comes and she kisses him and then she disappears into the night well yeah she she beats a hasty retreat to her room like looks over her shoulder goes in the room and that's when najeev just stands in front of the door like the cover of kazam and crosses his arms right <laughs> And just kind of shakes his head where it was like, oh, okay. He'll just have to go in the other door, I guess. See you later. <laughs> uh, so he... Uh, it, it is a passage of time. It is more... It's later in the evening. And our man, Bitterman, is now in the hallway, a la Jim Cotta style. <laughs> I was really expecting him to get on a pommel horse. <laughs> Fight some crazy villagers. Yeah, me too. Uh, so he he sneaks around, gets in closes the door, walks up to the bed, and there is a little bit of mysterious wind, and she comes up behind him. And that's when we get a surprisingly graphic sex scene for UHF TV shows in the 80s, where um, you you see, like, part of a bear butt... (laughs) Oh my! Ooh, baby. <laughs> so she, <laughs> I am just you. You made a face at me, and I'm now just staring at the wall. Chill. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Look out, um, Whisker. So, so uh, <laughs> there is. I don't even know if I want to say implied. Uh, this is not implied. No, there, there. She gives him a beach, man. She, she kisses his face. She starts to move down his body. She kisses his stomach. You can tell he's going further down, and they go up to his shadow play head, because now they're <laughs> doing some sweet shadow play. Oh yeah, blue light, black body, and then his head. Kind of goes back. Yeah, tilts back, and that is, is an act break. That's a universal signal for I'm for, getting a blowjob. Uh, yeah, that absolutely is. <laughs> I, he did everything short of look at the camera, give a thumbs up <laughs> to the old hand motion, <laughs> tongue in cheek, to be like, this is what this lady's doing. <laughs> we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. 
now return to School of Hard Knockers, starring Corey Masterson. Dean Bitterman, I hope nothing unsavory happens during my visit. As you know, I am the President of the United States. Oh, don't worry. I've expelled those rowdy members of Chugalug House. Oh, I hate that lousy Dean. Your bra bomb better work, nerdlinger. Okay. Corey? Uh, don't worry, Mr. President. I... Mr. President! Lighten up, Bitterman. That youngster will make a perfect addition to my cabinet. Secretary of Partying Down! Yes! Take that, Bitterman! And we're back. If you are unfamiliar with that clip, it is from Homer Goes to College. In my opinion, the best episode of The Simpsons ever written. Um, welcome back. This is the beginning of Act 3, the one that I entitled, You Think You Can Bust Nuts in Me and Have Me Treat You Well? <laughs> Whoa, it is morning time, and this is how shitty of a person Bitterman is. He sees Kara, and he's like, hey, last night... <laughs> when I totally dumped in your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah, I. You want to talk about it? Because I want to talk about it. Because you did some freaky shit that I like. I liked all of it. I uh, so drank she, it up. She's playing what we assume is coy. And she's, I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing. I rarely sleep well when there are guests in the house. Nothing happened between <laughs> us. Nothing. He was like, "All right, well, I know what happened." Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I recorded it secretly. <laughs> I stroked it a couple times this morning too. <laughs> Me and the Beatles. Yeah, I mean, pull my didgeridoo out. Is that what you call your penis, Ringo? <laughs> do do ba do. I make that sound so you can't hear the fapping. 41 years old. 41 years old. And You're 41 and you said it. I'm 41 and I'm laughing. So that doesn't that doesn't excuse the me at all. height of podcasting. <laughs> we would like to apologize in advance. Nope. Uh, so <laughs> Bitterman gets back with Akbar and it's business 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 business. 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 Yeah, I I wrote three businesses and underlined each single one of them. Um, and it is a time in the eighties where they don't realize how racist Charlie Chan movies were. Yeah, yeah, I, because uh, that's what Bitterman tells Akbar is, wow, your your house is really something. It's like uh, it's like a Charlie Chan movie. And then Akbar's like, hey, I've been, I noticed you've been throwing biscuits in my daughter. <laughs> I wrote, Akbar ain't blind, dummy. <laughs> hey, ma'am. Fuck you doing? <laughs> did you did you miss the part about me killing the last guy who did this to my daughter? Did you miss that part? What? There are other accountants out there that I can get. I have a billion dollars. People are lining up to be my accountants. Well, see in two dollars. Enjoy your sweat sleep. <laughs> this next section is what we call sweat sleep, where 
my man Bitterman is just laying there, and they're like, "Hey, can we spray some olive oil on your tummy?" And he's like, "Sure, whatever." What did you, What did you write for this? I'm really curious. <laughs> I just wrote sweat sleep. Oh, okay, I I wrote something very in line with what I how I usually speak. Uh, Bitterman want that puss. He got the sweats, yo. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that old turn of phrase that you constantly sound like. <laughs> well, no, just crassness is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, Yo, he want to flip that puss. <laughs> the mermaid puss. Get up, double up. Uh, uh. <laughs> so he go. he's like, oh, you know what? If I can go in there once and get that. I can go in twice. And get that. Yeah. So he goes in there, and then he sees what he can sees only. He hey, Steve. Oh, you don't remember the from Homestar Runner. Never mind. Hey, Steve. <laughs> um, he sees face pieces, like latex. Yeah, yeah. He sees the face pieces, and he sees a painting of a melty-faced Kara. Half beautiful Kara. Half and then, melty-faced Kara. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like um, Michael Rooker in... Uh, in Slither after he's turned into the giant monster. Oh. And like, you know, you got the Michael Rooker part and then you just got like his face going off in a crazy town. That's kind of what it looks like. Well, it doesn't take long before they are shadow fucking again. Yeah. But this is, again, I have a feeling that they were going to pitch it to like Cinemax or Showtime or HBO <laughs> as a little bit more, <coughs> as a little bit more adult, yeah. as a little bit more like edgy. Because this is this this definitely would not have aired on Channel Twenty in Detroit. No, because there's like butt. There's butt. We saw a, a boob, and then not even implied oral sex, and right. then just straight up like sex, sex. All right. So they do it. They do it again, and now it's the next morning, again. And Bitterman has his luggage out. Um, he's standing with Najeev. Kara walks by. And he doesn't even try to be subtle. He was just like, hey, hey, Tiger, you were good in bed last night. That puss sore, huh? Huh? Because I ripped that hole yeah, up. Yeah, because I... <laughs> I banged... I fucking banged that shit. He, 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 he is absolutely the kind of guy who at the lunch table would be like, yeah, I porked her. <laughs> yeah. Just the worst. Yeah, he is... The, see... However bad we're being, this is the thing. Jen Hansen would be being so much worse right now. We should phone a friend. Um, (laughs) She leaves once again saying, like, I don't want no scrubs. (laughs) Scrubs is a lover who can't get no love from me, man. Hanging out your your best friend's ride. Yeah. (laughs) This is en vogue, baby. Never going to get it. Uh, (laughs) No SWV over here. I'm not weak. <laughs> Look, after a couple more ladies R&B references from the 90s, Kara's out of there. Oof. Uh, so that, I think, is when he is talking to Akbar again. Hey, Akbar, I'm going to be more racist. Drop this desert mystery crap and tell me the truth. What's up with Kara? Is there another, another person, person living in this house? house? And that's when uh, he drops 
the illusion. And he's like, well, yes, I have another daughter, but she never sees the light of day. Hello. Yeah. To which I like for a second, I thought like, what, she a vampire too? But no, just. And then so, it's at this point that I wrote, man, you fucked the ugly one. <laughs> Because that's what they're going for. Yeah, here. that's that's definitely what they are going for. Uh, so it's nighttime. Um, Bitterman sneaks in. I don't know how he couldn't see, because they th- though they did have like a part of her face looking weird. Maybe it was just the way the light was hitting her. I don't know. Um, but he's kissing her, and I he said something like vaguely gross, like sweet or something, where it was like, don't don't do that, dude. Like you're already enough of a creep. Don't add like low-level creepiness on top of it because somehow that even makes it worse i don't know anyway they start making out he grabs her face and it comes off in his hand now this effect actually worked the makeup i thought was really well done yeah um it it really reminded me of the creature from the twilight zone the the uh 50,000 feet oh oh yeah i can see that a little bit yeah um he kind of had like that type of look to it yeah um and then kara comes in and it's like ha 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 my sister has leprosy the fox has now become the hound Hound? is that what i think she said something like that and then it just ends on his face like freaking out and her looking at can you get in these guts again because like i I want you in the, the, the guts um so just a quick question, Maddie. <coughs> Shoot. What year do you think this is? In this oh, episode. Oh, I would I would say that it was, you know, present day in 1988. Yep. So, I don't know. Leprosy. Big concern. I think they can keep leprosy under control. Uh, they don't have leper colonies anymore to my knowledge. Right. Me me too. I think uh, antibiotics I, and yeah. washing yourself have yeah, I, pretty much eradicated. Leprosy. I mean, let's let's be face, let's let's be honest though. This dude raw dogs it. This dude, oh, yeah, this dude does not wear a condom. Well, he was like, oh, there's extra holes here. He asked no questions. <laughs> what too much? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I guess not. It's tales from the dark side. Oh, uh, that's the episode. It is. Uh, all right. Let's go to the writer's room. What could you do to fix this episode? Hmm. Um, I would fix some of the dialogue. Uh, the, the dialogue between Kara and Bitterman was usually pretty incomprehensible. They didn't seem to be reading from the same script sometimes. I would tighten that up. Yep. Um the the story itself I don't think is is necessarily bad. Um I mean, you know, I don't think it's great story either, but it's been done to death. Um I I I would really I would really try to tighten the dialogue up a bit. Um Najeev is a character that does not need to be in the story. Nope. There is no point to having him um unless they wanted someone to just like cross their arms. Because he does that, like, really well. But I don't think that aided the story. Okay. Here's my problem. It's all at the expense of the woman with leprosy. Yeah. 
Like, none of this... Like, I, I just read, so... The oldest civilizations, China, Egypt, and India, feared leprosy was an incurable, mutilating, contagious disease. However, leprosy is actually not that contagious. You can catch it only if you come into close and repeated contact with nose and mouth droplets from someone with untreated leprosy. Um, and is it curable? Uh, leprosy is a chronic infectious disease caused by mycobacterium, an acid-fast rod-shaped bacillus, the disease mainly affects the skin, the peripheral nerves. Leprosy is curable, and treatment in the early stages can prevent disability. Yeah, so he would have been fine. He would have been fine. Yeah. He would have been able to, to drop off those biscuits <laughs> and uh, return home to get in that honey jar. Now, so number one, they made every. I think the whole thing's a trap. And leprosy is the wrong punishment. So do I. Because yeah. that puts... Uh, honestly, to me, it puts the shame not on the dude, but on, on the her. woman with leprosy. Yeah, right. where... ain't her fault she got leprosy. So she becomes the monster when it's just a person with a medical condition. Right. That's... The, as Frankenstein would say bogus right like they're trying to punish him for being promiscuous with a disease that it doesn't matter now if they would have went full-on audition on him yeah <laughs> different story different story uh, if if they would have had the disease be supernatural that different, different story would have been a different story <laughs> Though I think that but they I mean, were trying to go in a different direction with this, since this seemed to be, you know, tales from the erotic dark side. Right. You know, it it seemed like what if he was fucking a ghost? Yeah, a ghost a or or a vampire, and now he's a vampire, and you know he's got a. Well, I was just gonna say he's got to say goodbye to his wife, his kid, and kids, and I was like, well, he didn't care about that five minutes ago. I don't know why he'd care about it now. Right. Yeah, th th those are some other details about it, like him being married and a womanizer works only if the idea is to punish him more than they punished him. They, there was no real punishment. Nobody found out he had leopard. Like, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, the, the sister found out, and we can only presume the dad will find out. And then feed his liver to a hungry beggar. But, yeah, I... I don't know. I I wish that they would change the affliction to something else. because. And I would have loved if she were deceased and it was a ghost. And that he was like sleeping, that sleeping with a rotting corpse. Like, that type of thing. Or, or that she was some other kind of creature. Right, where it was sleeping with the ghost, that doesn't necessarily have a consequence to him, but sleeping with, say, a vampire and him getting bitten and now being cursed to be a vampire. But for like the rest of his make life. it another curse. Make it like <coughs> she's alive at night and dead during the day. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, some, something along those lines. Right. Just I think that leprosy was Weak. I mean, that's what it was in the Roald Dahl story. Right. 
Um, but it never mentions the Roald Dahl story, so they could have totally changed it. And I think that, honestly, they should have. I don't know how they didn't give him credit, aside from maybe they contacted his estate to get permission, and they were like, please do not use our name in your story. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, scale of 1 to 10 uh, bill- billowy dresses. I would give it six billowy dresses. I'd give it six billowy dresses. I can see that. Um, you know, I mean, we've made fun of it quite a bit, but I actually kind of like this episode. It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't poorly done. It was. It was. It was it, the acting wasn't. I mean, you know, the accents were kind of all over the place. There were multiple sets. Yeah, there were multiple sets. The sets weren't bad. The story moved. There was at least a story. Yeah, um, and I, I, I mentioned this to you while we were watching it. This. 22 minute episode meant for let's just say basic cable or over the air tv was sexier than the episode of uh the red, red shoe, shoe diaries, diaries that you now own i would agree why do i own that <laughs> all right why do i own that uh you can get in contact with our show at t from the dark side on facebook tftds pod on twitter and if you want to email us, it's tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. You can also send us an email at... Keep you can on. also send us an email at uh, tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Or our website is tftdspod.com. So uh, with the impending release of the new Halloween movie... When that comes out, we are planning on seeing it at a local theater. Uh, We will be giving more information um, when we are able to figure out schedules, but uh, that will be coming up soon. So if you would like to see the movie with us, um, definitely keep that in mind. We'd love to see it with you. Uh, Maddie, am I forgetting anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.